Okay, I'm gonna get a little sad girl for a second. But Mother's Day is around the corner. And if your mother is still in your life, a really unique gift that you could get is my life in a book. How it works is that every week, mylifeinabook.com will send your mom questions via email. These can be pre-written questions about her life or custom questions that you wish to ask. And then she can either type her response or record her voice. And my life in a book compiles all of her responses into a beautiful keepsake book. Oh my God, I'm gonna cry. And then they can even create an audiobook using her voice recordings. So it's like preserving her voice and her stories for eternity. Woo! If you're interested, check out mylifeinabook.com and use code Lexi at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's M-Y-L-I-F-E-I-N-A-B-O-O-K.com and use code Lexi for 10% off today. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast. Happy Monday. I love summer. I love summer. I've been having so much fun. It's the daylight. It's the sun. It's the sun staying up for so long, and everybody's in a good mood. And I'm doing social things every single day, and I love to be out and about. I do not love to be home. I work from home, which is great and convenient if you have children or a dog or a spouse. I have no reason to be home. Okay, I don't necessarily need it or prefer it. So the fact that I can work from home, but everybody's down to be out and about is just music to my ears. I mean, this week alone, let me just tell you about the social things that I've done this week. Monday, went out to dinner with some friends and then we went bowling. The next day, I had this gorgeous brand event. The photo op Tezza rented out the Paramount Mansion for an Italian summer themed party. Okay, there was a gorgeous pool with statues instantly upon entering. There's a bar with Aperol spritzes being handed to you. You walk through this amazing dining hall. You have men in like white linen and women in gorgeous long dresses. Everybody looks beautiful. And then there's pizza and pasta and gelato, character drawings and and fruit baskets where they give you a little tote and then you get to fill it with lemons and plums and oranges and it was so beautiful and then there's a lemon cello stand so that was great and I was in this long vintage Moschino red dress feeling fire and then we switched gears and left and went to Ye Rustic which is sort of a dive bar and got chicken wings and listened to karaoke and then somehow some way ended up at the bowling alley again So I spent both Monday and Tuesday night at the bowling alley. So I'm low-key getting okay at it. I bowled a 130. I bowled three strikes and two spares in my game. So I kind of killed it. And then Tuesday, I had a morning hair appointment, so I'm a little bit darker. I would consider my hair brown. And after I got my hair done, I posted. I posted a little video on my Instagram story saying, I'm a brunette now. So much feedback saying like, sorry, babe, you look amazing. Your hair is blonde. Someone else was like, the blonde dysmorphia is real. And I was like, are you telling me that my hair is not brown right now? They're like, no, 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 it's not. Also blonde dysmorphia, it's the feeling that your hair is never actually blonde enough, that you could always be blonder. Like, I really think my hair is brown, but whatever. It's sure, it's a light brown, but I would not call it blonde so unimportant to my week but it is fun to have fresh hair I haven't had my hair done 
probably like two, three months, which is actually quite recent for me. You're listening to a girl that would get her hair cut once or twice a year. Hair was never a priority for me. It was often neglected. And for a year of my life, I was having one of my best friends bleach my hair from my kitchen. So the fact that I'm going to a salon and I went maybe less than three months ago is actually quite great for me. Wednesday, I went rock climbing, which is my favorite hobby at the moment. Thursday was one of my best friend's birthdays. So we went to one of his favorite restaurants. I had also gone to this new cafe and wine bar that I'd been wanting to go to beforehand, did that, then go to this birthday dinner, and it was so fun. It's so fun to see someone you love so much feel so loved and have him be so happy because he deserves it. So happy birthday, Drew. I love you endlessly. And then Friday, I really chilled. Friday, I think I checked my email and that was it. There was no working that was done on Friday. I had a girly day with two of my friends and we went shopping and got iced tea and matcha and then ended up at one of my friends' houses and just swam in her pool all afternoon. So good. So good. So good that we went right back on Saturday. But Saturday was even more fun because one of my best friends, it's been a, it's been a week with a lot of my best friends, which feels really, really, really fun and nice. And I'm so happy about it. But one of my best friends that I grew up with in Warrington, Virginia, now lives in New York and flew to California. And she arrived at my house Saturday morning and it was so good. It was so good. I think I got a little too excited because we haven't seen each other since November. And I mean, yeah, sure, there's the internet, but like actually getting to like physically be in space with one of your best friends has just been such a treat. Now I have one of my best friends living here potentially until the end of the year, which is some of the best news I've ever heard. And then I have one of my other best friends here and visiting and she's gonna be Ubering to the studio. I think she might still be sleeping because we've we've been going and going and going. So I totally understand her wanting to sleep in because I was like, you should just come to the studio with me. We can have a Venice day. I can show you the boardwalk. We can do like trashy, tacky, touristy things. We could do like little West Side moment where we go to Erewhon or Abbott Kinney or we can go to Santa Monica. I mean, whatever. I wanted to just like show her that. And she is so polite, like, would you be okay if I just slept while you recorded? I was like, that's totally fine. Then I leave the house and I come back and I was like, actually, you you can sleep in, but you should Uber and meet me because I think you should see this. But Saturday she arrived and we hung out at my friend's pool, which was fantastic. But I was so excited that when we got ready and we went out to dinner and it was just so celebratory, so... We had a margarita, and one margarita turned into two margaritas, which turned into three margaritas, which turned into me hopping on the back of a stranger's motorcycle. Thank God I'm okay. And I hate to say it. I hate to say it. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. But that turned into them saying, let's take a shot, let's take a shot. Thank God I said no to the shot because I'm telling you, three drinks, I'm fine. Four, I am more than okay, okay? I'm pushing it. But then that turned into going out to another restaurant and getting another margarita there, which turned into us scratching our original plan and going out to a party that our other friends were at, getting drinks there, 
putting the bottle of liquor up to my mouth and just drinking it. I mean, we weren't anticipating that kind of night. I mean, I was so drunk. I threw up in a bush, okay? That's the level that I was at. I got too excited. I got too excited. And you're just around people and you're feeling good. And they're like, let's take a shot. And you're like, oh my God, let's take a shot. No, I can't. I can't. If I take this shot, I'm going to throw up in a bush. Oops. I haven't had a night like that in in a second where I am belligerent and it's a miracle that I'm okay. But to make matters worse, my friend called me the next day and she's like, were we in the street at one point? At when? What do you mean? She's like, I just remember being in the middle of the road. I was like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we just like left one party and then got into a car to go to the next party. And then last night, while I'm winding down for a really relaxing Sunday evening, my friend posts on her close friends, my friend was on all fours on the street and I was pretending to ride her like a horse. We could have gotten hit by traffic. It is a miracle. I, uh, ugh. I did not realize. <laughs> and I, I had no, whatever. And I've blacked out like maybe once in my whole life. It's not something that my body does regularly. I actually thought that that was a lie that a bunch of people were making up to avoid consequences of their actions while drinking. It's not like that. It's not like that. I'm a believer now that you can black out and that is so scary. I was conscious for the motorcycle though. I will say that. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not trying to be a role model at all right now. That's I'm just expressing that Saturday night got a little ahead of me. And then of course I woke up Sunday morning feeling like there was a demon inside of me. But we had plans and our plans were to have a beach day. Let's go to Malibu on Sunday. That was the plan. I told everybody and their goddamn mother that we are going to Malibu. <laughs> I woke up and I wasn't even hungover yet. I was drunk and scared because the night hadn't ended even though the sun was up and it was morning and the second day had started. I was still living in last night. <laughs> Normally I'm the driver of the friend group. Normally I'm the one taking everybody to Malibu, but no. I was still drunk and so my friend drove us. It was so bad. I hopped in a cold shower to try to get myself feeling okay. I was just like, Jesus Christ, this can't be real. I'm like screaming. I'm telling Tyra like there is a demon inside of me. I need to let it out. In the cold shower that felt good, but I still wasn't okay. To the point that my my friends lived downstairs in the apartment below us. And as I was walking down to be like, okay, I'm ready. I can get in the car. I fell down the fucking stairs. <laughs> and when I hit the bottom, I was on my back and I was so defeated. Like, come on, I'm just trying. I'm trying my very best. Uh, so we arrived at the beach and slowly but surely, I started to heal. Some other friends showed up. By the end of it, there was a group of maybe eight, nine, nine of us. Once I got to the beach, I was feeling much better. A dip in the ocean did me well. If you have access to the ocean and you are hungover, go. If it's something that's accessible to you, go. If it's not, get in the shower and run cold water on you. It doesn't even need to be freezing cold. I'm not talking about a cold plunge. Just not warm water. Get in room temp leaning cold. Colder honestly feels better, but I understand it's jarring. I definitely screamed a little when I got into the shower, but then it felt really good. Anyway, 
we were at the beach and then by the end of it I think there was nine of us there and I love looking around at all the people I love and it, it was great because it was several different groups of friends and it just made sense it, it worked out really well like everyone was in a giggly good mood and we just laughed on the beach also there were seals I don't think I've ever seen seals come up from the ocean to the beach so I saw a couple seals got kind of close it was fun I was careful because don't sharks eat seals so like if there's seals in the water there could be sharks in the water I was careful but anyway I had a good time it was a great Sunday it was a great Sunday and then we all went out to eat in Malibu afterward and then went home winded down attempted to relieve myself of my sins it was definitely not a forward step when I was tagged in the close friend story I was like, I didn't think it was that bad. Also, apparently SZA was there. And, like, what if we were embarrassing ourselves in front of SZA? That woman has changed my life sonically. It's just, I'd be humiliated to know that I was embarrassing myself. Man, okay. I can't overthink it. I can't overthink it. It's It's a moment in the past. No one got hurt. Lessons were learned. I can cleanse myself in time. So this morning when I got up, I drove out here and then I went to creation and I got a celery juice and chia pudding and a matcha. And I'm just trying to balance myself out. Also, I had a craving. This is sick. I'm a a disturbed person. If you go to my Uber Eats, I have ordered two for five six seven eight nine ten eleven orders from earth cafe and i've also physically been to earth cafe four times since july 5th and it's july 17th (laughs) i had this stupid delicious salad from earth cafe that i was craving and so I had it. I ordered it. I was like, oh, that sounds good. Like, I'm randomly craving an Earth Cafe blended green tea boba and the caravan kale salad. And I ate it and it hit. So then I ordered it the next day and it hit again. So then when I woke up the next morning, I was like, let's just place an order for later and have it come. So it was three days in a row. And then I got my hair done and I was just by the Earth Cafe in West Hollywood. So I was like, I'll just stop in. And then I just ordered it the next day, and then it became this weird habit. And then when I was rock climbing, I was downtown, so I was near Earth Cafe. And it was tasting so good, and I had to run errands, so I kind of just decided to run the errands in Pasadena because I like the Pasadena Earth Cafe location. There could be way worse habits, okay? Also, it's kale, so I'm kind of leaning into it. It's like, how often in life are you craving a kale salad? So I'm going to run with that. Also, coffee is not doing anything for me right now. Like, it's not making me feel good. So I'm not drinking coffee. I'm wanting vegetables. My sweet tooth is kind of gone at the moment. I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to roll with it. I'm not going to question it. Is it weird? Yeah. Is it concerning that it's also from Earth Cafe? And it's kind of like a very 2014 moment. Sure. But there's something comforting about it. <laughs> there's something that something about it that makes me happy and my body loves it so i physically crave it or mentally crave it whatever wherever cravings come from i don't know but then my body is thankful 
after I eat it. Because oftentimes you have a craving and, you're, and your body's like, we didn't love that, but like, whatever, you wanted it. Whereas this, my mind and body are in agreement. We They both say thank you after I have it. So yeah, have I had too many salads? No, I don't think I have. Because I don't think that is something you can have too many of. It's really good. <laughs> uh, as an added note of something that's been going on in my life. Whatever, I'm feeling silly and slap happy and stupid because it's summer and I'm having fun. It's playtime. After the beach, one of the friends that was there who really only knows me and Tyra was telling her in the car just, I thank you so much. Like, I love being around new people. And then he sent me a message later that night was just telling me that he laughed so much today and he had so much fun. I'm like, it was a giggle fest. That's the best. I love when, A, someone that is meeting my friends kind of meshes with it, with with the, the energy all makes sense. But I also love when they had a great time and they laughed. That feels of the higher tier of compliments, saying that I laughed so much today. There was a lot of laughter. Everybody was in a good mood yesterday. Though I was down to less brain cells than I should be, I was at least happy by the end of it. Oh, Lord, though, I need to take a sip of celery juice. This has turmeric and lemon in it as well. I'm definitely dehydrated. I would argue that I'm still mildly hungover. Not in a way that it would get in the way of any of my responsibilities today, but I definitely have the heaviness in the eyelids and sort of that like warm headache in the front. Oh, I actually don't want to think about that because if I don't think about it, it's not going to feel as intense. If I focus on it, it's going to amplify. So we're just going to woo, learn our lesson and move on. So let's see what's going on with you guys. Every week I ask for questions on Instagram. My Instagram handle is Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. So you can follow to participate. So I'll get into them, but first a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically these ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. 
Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the at Lexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code Lexi at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code LEXI for 15% off today. Starting off with a relationship question. If everything is great in the relationship, does it matter that he barely texts you? This is going to vary person to person. I am probably the other person in this. I really am not great at texting. I'm in the mood for a text conversation once in a blue moon. And it's fun, but it's not consistent. I don't consistently enjoy texting. I basically, especially in dating only really text to make plans so if you're looking for the good morning the good night text the little silly midday joke how are you doing check in whatever definitely ask for it I think that if I knew it was important to my partner I would be more than happy to do it for them it's not something that I innately do and I wouldn't change my behavior unless I was asked to so it wouldn't bother me but it wouldn't bother me to add that if I knew it was going to make them happy. Tajana wants to know how to spend less money. How to spend less money when it's so expensive to simply exist. I definitely spent $30 on breakfast today. I got a matcha, a juice, and chia seed pudding, and it definitely cost $31. That's not, you can't just spend $31 on a random Monday breakfast. Granted, I sinned on Saturday and I need to choose health today, but that's not accessible. Uh, how to spend less money. Well, the beach, for instance, could be absolutely free. I mean, where we park, it's free. You can spend so much time there. There's so much entertainment. 
And it's amazing how much time can be spent doing nothing if it's tanning, listening to music, playing a card game, chatting, getting into the ocean, tanning a little bit more, playing some ocean games also with the pool. I mean, there was definitely times where we're entertaining ourselves by throwing a quarter in the pool and like fishing for it. That was not a fun game, actually. It was way harder than it should have been. And I didn't enjoy it. And my quarter is still at the bottom of Morgan's pool. But doing something at someone's house outside is great. I also love a hike day. That was fun. Um, A couple, maybe two weeks ago, some friends and I went on a hike on Sunday and we found a creek and just posted up there for the day. We split the groceries for food and I think between everyone it was maybe like $10-$15. And that was a whole day. And that's great that you can go a whole day for $10 or $15. Um, On weeks where I've bought a lot of groceries and I don't feel like spending money because I have groceries but also because I'm just one person the amount of groceries that I end up buying some go to waste so a great way to avoid that is to have friends over for dinner and that's just using up stuff that already exists in my fridge and pantry and then after that playing games watching something just chatting giggling then oftentimes like hang out on the deck chat a little bit out there once again to host a couple friends over for dinner with ingredients that I already own costs nothing and it's great and it's fun. Another day, some friends that are creatives were hanging out at my friend's apartment and one was making rings, the other one was painting and I was reading. Great when you wanna be in the company of others but kinda do your own thing. It was a good way to enjoy the time and all I did was bring my book over, so zero dollars. Also walks. There's plenty of times where I want to hang out with a friend, so we just walk around the reservoir. Also babysitting a drink. If you're going out for drinks with someone, like I'm going to get drinks with friends tonight. Oh my God, am I prepared to either not get anything with alcohol or babysit that dirty martini for as long as I can. The idea of alcohol right now seems disgusting. (laughs) Guys, I could have killed myself Saturday night. My friend was telling me subconsciously, We know when we're drinking that we won't allow ourselves to get too drunk if we don't feel like that we're safe. And granted, I was around so many friends, inner and outer circle, so maybe my subconscious felt safe, but I was like, I don't think that's a reliable piece of logic. I like it because it applies in my favor, but do I agree with it? No. (laughs) But if there's science to back it up, great. Great. Change my mind. Let me feel better because this is not irrational anxiety. I was putting myself in situations that weren't good. They were fun, but were they safe? No. Okay, (laughs) all that to say, um, ways to spend money. I think the principle of it is to find ways to stretch out the time when the activity wouldn't inquire spending money. So for instance, if you wanted to get lunch with a friend to walk to the restaurant, this is applicable if you live in a town or a city, And instead of Ubering, so A, you're not paying for transportation, but B, you get to talk and chat on a little like 20 minute walk there. And then you'll get to talk and chat on the 20 minute walk back. And that's like 40 extra minutes of of social entertainment, free time that you wouldn't be spending money. Spicy East Coast Italian said, not a question, 
But not me feeling proud of the one and only Lexi Lombard recommending Mr. Leon Bridges. Yeah, I love Leon Bridges. And I think Morgan listens to the podcast. Or maybe it was a coincidence, but I recommended to put on Smooth Sailing. And when I was at her pool, she put on Smooth Sailing. But it could have just been a coincidence. But Morgan, if you're listening to me right now, hi. I love you. And I love that you listen to the podcast. I digress. Okay, wait, we have four questions from Nora. Let me read them all and figure out which one I want to answer first. What would you tell your 22-year-old self? If you could do anything in the world without money being a problem, what would it be? What's your advice for a 26-year-old trying to switch out of their current career? And side note, love, love, love you, and I'm listening to your latest episode as I type, screw capitalism. (laughs) Oh my god, in my last episode, I was just really feeling defeated about the popular options in my industry and how I would just wish I could. I swear to god, this sounds super annoying, and and I don't mean it to be, but I genuinely wish that I could just do things out of the goodness of my heart and it didn't need to be with the intention of earning money. Of course, I have a certain lifestyle aspiration and I understand how the world works and I need to acquire finances to afford said lifestyle. I'm just saying if I had it my way, that wouldn't be it. Okay, what would I tell my 22-year-old self? That you are a baby still and it's okay. I've felt like an adult since I was in first grade. It's so funny to me when I'm in conversations with people and they describe being 11 years old as if they were four years old. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. By 11, what was I in fifth grade? I was one year deep into a relationship. I had my boyfriend that I I thought was so cute and I was working up the courage to kiss him. Um, I definitely was was pursuing my passions. I was class president. I was really feeling proud and on top of myself. And I totally felt like an adult when I was in fifth grade. I absolutely did. Um, When I was in first grade, I remember like, okay, I'm not in kindergarten anymore. Like, this is serious. I need to, I need to buckle down. Like, we're in the real grades now. (laughs) When I was 22, I remember feeling as if I finally was a real woman physically and I didn't look like a girl anymore. So even though I felt like an adult, I was actually looking like one and that was really great. But I really wish I could emphasize to her how young I am because if a 40 year old was looking at me, they're like, you're 27, you're such a baby, you know? I also would tell her that she is going to start living with one of her best friends and it's going to change her living situation and this current phase of your life will end because I was actually very 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 depressed circumstantially at 22. I had a very tumultuous relationship with a man in my life and it was inappropriate and bordering on emotional abuse Um, and I was misunderstanding the situation because I was an insider looking out and I wasn't able to have the hindsight that I have now, but I would give her a little bit of a pep talk about that and let her know that she's not crazy and her, she is catching on to things and there is a scenario and a situation going on and to trust her gut and to get out of the situation as quickly as possible. 
So that probably didn't give general advice. That was pretty specific to me as a 22-year-old. But you said, what would you tell your 22-year-old self? And that's what I would tell her. Next question, if I could do anything in the world without money being a problem, what would it be? I would fly first class. I want to be in one of those pods. I've never flown first class. If you ask my family, apparently one time from Virginia to North Carolina, I did fly first class. But if I did, it was just a bigger seat. It wasn't It wasn't the first class that I am talking about. I am talking about having a bed and a little pod. I want that so badly. Um, so that's on a selfish level. Also, not to be a Miss America, Miss Universe contestant, but I would fix world hunger if I could do anything in the world without money being a problem. Yeah, no one should be hungry and everybody should have clean water, bare minimum. I would also live with a pool or on a beach or have a beach house and then maybe my house had a pool. And there'd be someone that took care of the pool. That's something I'm learning about my desires in terms of financial choices. I care less about having things and I would rather have help caring for these things. Like I'd love to have a housekeeper. I would love to have a landscaper. Because I'm a renter, we do have a landscaper. I'd want to go to the tailor a little bit more regularly, have more clothes fitted to me. I also want to shop at the nicest grocery stores. I remember 18-year-old me was dreaming, dreaming of the day that I could actually go grocery shopping at Whole Foods. I wanted that for myself so badly, and I am so proud to say that that is where I grocery shop. Of course, sometimes I go to Trader Joe's. I still love Trader Joe's, but I, more often than not, am choosing Whole Foods. Another one of my goals, which I'm getting towards, I might be there actually, is I wanted enough money that I could travel last minute. So if someone invited me to somewhere that was going to require a plane or a train or something of the sort, that it wouldn't financially burden me to purchase said travel ticket last minute. The next question is, what's your advice for a 26-year-old trying to switch out of their current career? My knee-jerk advice is, to not leave your job until you have another one. Like if you're hanging from a vine, don't let go until you have your next hand on the next vine. That being said, I don't know what your current job is and if it's just a misalignment or if it's causing intense stress on you in and out of work and it's really causing detriment to you as a person. Because that being said, that's not worth any job, any amount of money in the world. Your sanity should come first and foremost. But if it's just a little boring, a little misaligned, as I said, then I would wait. But if you need to get out of there, don't wait any longer than you have to. Lauren wants to know, do you think in general New York City or LA is more expensive? New York City. New York City is so much more expensive. You can't I mean, grocery shopping is so expensive in New York City. Ubers? Ubers are insanely expensive in New York City. To get home, a 20-minute ride could sometimes be $75. Easily. Easily. Also, housing. I am paying a few hundred dollars more than what I was paying for in New York, and I live in a prime area. Two-bed, two-bath. I have a bathroom in my bedroom and a walk-in closet. We also have a whole outdoor space. So what your money can get you in a good location here stretches farther. And shopping, if I'm secondhand shopping here, I can find things in the $20 range 
if I were to find the same item in New York, I would be spending $60 to $70 on the same item. This question's from Hannah. Any ideas for the book that you want to write? When I read Black Swans by Eve Babbitts back in 2019, I thought to myself, I want to have a collection of short stories because there are certain things that I need enough time to pass to be comfortable sharing the story, either so those relationships that they involve, you know, the dust is settled. So my ideas for my book, at least the only one that I know of at the moment, would be a collection of my best life short stories. Some I've maybe touched on in the podcast, but I definitely have some saved for this particular endeavor. Jen wants to know what inspired me to go to school for graphic design. So I went to Parsons School of Design in New York and I did a two-year program in graphic design. That was because I needed technical skills. I did not know how to use any of the Adobe programs. I was self-taught Final Cut Pro and I was interning at Milk Makeup at the time, editing footage for their YouTube channel and their Instagram. And that I was learning Premiere and I was just kind of teaching myself it on the spot. And I wanted to know more. Also, the interns and I at some of the other departments in Milk as well were trying to create a zine. This is when zines were all the rage. And one of the girls had majored in graphic design and she was bringing some of the magazines that she had made in class as examples. And I was looking at this zine and I was such a kinesthetic learner, you know, where I could figure out how to make it if I had the physical pieces. So the fact that she was able to work with layers digitally really struck my curiosity and I wanted to be able to make one for myself and she went to Pratt um, but I was already really curious about the new school and I found this two-year program that I could take at Parsons where I didn't need to go ahead and take any general courses. It seemed like a really good decision and that way I could also stay existing in the city and have a life and not have to like live on a campus or something and I could get the technical skills that I was desiring. What helps you regroup when feeling lost? This is from Groovy Gab and then the next question is from Lil Nuns and this is what has been making you feel the most yourself lately and these honestly are the same answer. What helps me regroup when I feel lost is to talk to a loved one. I love my friends and my family more than anything and Something I really admire about my friend Tyra is that she's always on the phone. She's always chatting with her parents, chatting with her friends back in New York, chatting with her friends in LA. She's texting, calling, whatever it is. And now that I live with her, I, we don't, <laughs> we can just have access to each other face to face. But when we didn't live together, she was so good about that, about calling me, FaceTiming me, catching up, but also including me in present moments. Like, hey, this cool brand wants to send me a piece of clothing, can you help me look through the lookbook and help me choose something? And I find myself feeling so good after I get home from hanging out with a friend or calling a friend. So I want to continue doing that. And seeing people and friends on a on a daily basis has made me feel so happy and so myself. I also want to give a caveat. Maybe caveat's not the right word because the caveat would be that I'm also enjoying alone time. But then I would say that because I'm hanging out with people that make me feel so good, I'm loving my alone time as well. 
and it's coming from a place of strength as opposed to a place of weakness or fear. I'm just, I'm enjoying my time right now. Time is treating me very well. Life is treating me very well at the moment. Okay, Maya wants to know, this is a completely transitional thought. Um, what are my thoughts on overconsumption and its effects on climate? Yeah, I was really thinking about how convenient Amazon is, but how nuts it is in terms of history of consumption. If my parents were able to just press a button and have a box delivered to them of the thing, we're getting so many more boxes on a daily basis or on a weekly basis or on a regular basis. I think to myself, oh, I have so many packages. My carbon footprint is probably horrible because of the PR that I accept. And then I'm thinking about just your run-of-the-mill shopaholic who probably has so many more boxes being delivered because it's so accessible and it's affordable. You know, you go to a store, you go to a mom and pop store and you want to get something, but then you look it up on your phone and it's cheaper on Amazon and it can be delivered with no delivery fee. There are so many incentives to do it and it's so unfortunate because it's going to be a detriment to our planet. So my thoughts are if we can find a way to make it more attractive and more appealing to not, the problem is like we're, we're only so strong. I mean, it's hard to fight against something that helps your daily experience, your short-term experience. It's, it's not long-term a helpful decision in any capacity, but short-term satisfaction, unfortunately, we're only so strong as, as humans. Like, we're only human. If someone tells us that we can get what we want tomorrow, hell, depending on when you order it, maybe today, it's going to be hard to say no. So my thoughts are I understand how we got here. I'm not sure where to go, but it makes sense. And I don't put any blame to to the individual that's stuck in this loop that is designed to keep us addicted. Francesca wants to know my thoughts on rekindling something with a high school boy. You guys never really talk, but now he's showing interest. I think there's no problem. If you're interested, why not entertain the concept? It doesn't need to end in marriage or even a relationship, but why not get a meal? And I I don't mean that as like, why not get a meal out of this? I'm saying like, why don't you just spend an evening together, spend an afternoon and see if it's something worth exploring? I support it. Oh, love this. Christina wants to know, what's a book you recommend to someone who doesn't read? I really want to get back into reading. This is something I think a lot of people want to know. If you haven't read What I Know For Sure by Oprah, I think it's fantastic because it's a feel-good, quick chapters, so it's an easy read, and it's small, and it has pretty big font, so on a page consideration, it's also easy to read the words because that's one of my biggest gripes. If a book doesn't have big margins or spaces between the words, it's going to piss me off. I'm not going to want to read it as quickly. It's going to take me a lot longer to read it. And I think what I know for sure is printed well, and the words are great, and it's easy. Summer fashion or winter fashion? Summer! I want to be as naked as I possibly can. Summer all the way. Layering fun, sure, whatever, but it's heavy. I don't feel as free. I'm weighed down physically. There's more fabric on me. I want to be light and airy. Right now, I have a teeny little top and a really flowy short skirt and sneakers. And I'm free as a bird. I love it. So, summer fashion. (laughs) Um, What are your favorite music artists right now? I'm going to say it again. Ethel Kane. 
I'm obsessed with Ethel Kane right now. I, her music doesn't make sense for summer whatsoever. This would be a great album to discover in the depths of winter hibernation and seasonal depression. But no, I... Good music, you find it. Sometimes it's at the right time. Sometimes it's at the wrong time. Would I say this is the right time? No, but I'm going with it. Ruby wants to know what gets you up in the morning. The Caravan Kale Salad from Earth Cafe. I dream of it. The way people salivate at the thought of their morning coffee, I'm doing that over a dumb kale salad. I'm hooked. And as I said, there can't be that many times in life where you're hooked on a salad, so I am running with it. How to overcome loneliness. Loneliness hits at random times, and I think it's really important to connect with your support system, whether it's a family member or a friend or a coworker or a peer at school to reach out to them. And I know it can seem scary to be the person to call the friend, to call the family member, or you just don't think to do it because it seems it's off-putting for whatever reason. I challenge you to make the effort and to go on a walk around your neighborhood and call your friend, to go over to your friends or invite them over if you have access to them physically, and to remind yourself that there are people out here who love and care for you. Oh, Nora said I'm moving into a flat shared with strangers. Any tips? Oh, my entire first, what was it, three years in New York, I was living with strangers. I was living as a 21-year-old, or as a 20-year-old, I was living with a 33-year-old dancer and a 26-year-old consultant, and it was so fun. I actually had I have such fond memories of that time. I was living on a six-floor walk-up with a bunk bed with a twin-size mattress. It was teeny, okay? This was not luxury living whatsoever. But I was so happy, and we had a really good balance. We all had pretty different schedules, so it was nice to be able to have a little bit alone time at the space and to not physically be sharing it all the time. But then when we came together to actually spend some time together, I think it's nice to be friendly with your roommates. I think that it makes the space a lot more comfortable. Then I moved into an apartment with another girl named Lexi, and we were so different and just hit it off. Like, it it worked really well, and I still think fondly of her to this day. And she was so sweet for years after she ended up transferring schools and going to a different state. But she would send me Christmas cards and it was great. It was it was honestly quite sweet. And then I lived with two boys after that and they were 27 and 28 and I think it was 22. Oh my God, why am I going over my roommate history? I was just trying to say that my first three living situations in New York were all with strangers and it worked best, A, to befriend them And when I befriended them, when I had friends over to introduce my friends to my roommates and have my roommates feel comfortable to hang out around my friends because then it made me feel comfortable to invite friends over because I knew that it wouldn't bother my roommates because they liked them. Furthermore, I think it's great to have a fun relationship where they're more than welcome to join you, but you both have desires to have alone time. I think it's great to be friendly with roommates. You don't need to be best friends with them, 
Then I have lived with best friends and I've been so lucky that it's worked out. I moved in with one of my best friends, John, by the end of my time in New York. That was fantastic. And then I lived, or I currently live with Tyra, who's also one of my best friends. And I was so scared both times. When I was first moving in with John, I was in therapy saying, I don't, I don't think this is going to work. I think it's going to ruin our relationship. And it was the one time in my life that I wasn't following what I thought was my gut. And I had to listen to my therapist. She's like, I actually think it's a beautiful thing. I think you really should live with John. I think this could be amazing for you. And it was. And then when I moved in with Tyra, I was in LA for five and a half weeks before I actually moved to Los Angeles. I was subletting one of my friend's rooms. And that was my first time I'd ever spent extended time living with Tyra. Granted, I th- oh, granted, I think I spent a week with her in New York because John had COVID. So we were together for a week in New York, and then we were together for five and a half weeks in L.A., and it was totally fine. So it gave me peace. Like, I was scared about living with John. It was fine. Tara and I have been great for this chunk of time. Let's do it. But all that rambling to say, I think it's great to be friendly with the strangers that you're moving in with. Keep having your own personal life, but make them feel included in that personal life to some degree. And then the last question I'm gonna answer is from Little Miss Sunshine. Do you want kids one day? I would love to be a parent. I'm not amazing around kids, so I really look forward to when my children become teenagers and young adults and adults of their own. But I think the kid part is a challenge that I'm up for, but I really do wanna be a parent. Uh, And I'm going to end on that note. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you love this episode. If you like it, give me a fun little review on the podcast app or give me five stars if you're feeling oh so inclined, but absolutely no pressure at all. Thank you for listening. Take care and talk to you next week. XOXO, Lexi. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.